peaches, apples, and other forbidden fruit. Written and read by Jam Girl. Chapter 5. Bless My Heart. March 2011, second semester, freshman year. Zira's final grades at the end of her first semester were very good. She was pleased and thoroughly relieved to have made it out of her first college semester so well. Winter passed, and Zira started a fresh semester with fresh classes and friends at her side. Those friends, to her chagrin, did not include Crowley. Zira and Crowley hadn't become the great friends Zira had hoped they would. They were pleasant enough to each other in groups, and they were often in groups, but it wasn't anything close to what Zira had had in mind. There were also the rumors about Crowley circulating, at least within what had become Zira's small friend group. Not that Zira believed any of them, except it was hard not to believe them when Crowley was such an undeniable flirt with any sister who gave her a glance. The most outrageous rumor of all was the one about Crowley having a secret relationship with the sorority president. Zira could not believe Crowley could really be that bold. Lucy wasn't just a senior, she was also the president, arguably the most powerful member of the sorority. Rumor had it, Lucy was much more into Crowley than Crowley was into her. Zira had plenty of sisters to spend time with and activities to preoccupy her and assignments to train her energy. She didn't have time to spare thoughts about Crowley and whether or not she was dropping her panties left and right, and certainly not to think about her with Lucy. If it was true, how wildly inappropriate, plain indecent. Lucy was about to lose her power anyways. There were elections to be had and executive leaders to be turned over. Seniors making way for juniors to take their places. Naturally, everyone in Zira's little friend group had opinions about the elections when they were over, and they came out over crafts. Zira and Michaela were modge-podging some wooden letters to be put over their beds, and Sandy and Yuri were both painting wooden paddles. Zira thought the paddles were a bit questionable, because of some of the more negative connotations of paddles in Greek life, but she wasn't going to say anything. Can y'all believe Gabriella and B are going to have to work together? Sandy was saying. Sandy, well, Zira hated to think it, but she didn't think Sandy was playing with a pool deck. Bless her heart. What's so odd about that? Zira asked. Don't you know? Gabriella and B hate each other, Sandy said. 
Sandy's wispy hair that she dyed frequently and was currently a shimmery purple, like she was auditioning for a part as a mermaid, had somehow dipped into the paint she was using, white paint sticking the ends of her hair together. I don't know if hate is the right word. They certainly have different visions for the sorority, said Yuri. Yuri, in stark opposition to Sandy, was the epitome of sophistication. Her brown skin was shiny and smooth and totally blemish-free. She wore her hair naturally with a close crop and always seemed to have a no-nonsense attitude about her. She didn't talk much, at least not compared to the chatterboxes that were Sandy and Michaela, but when she did, people usually listened. I bet B's not happy about being second fiddle to Gabriella. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a mutiny on our hands. Please, Sandy, don't be so dramatic, Yuri chastised. Sandy seemed to notice the paint in her hair then and became preoccupied with trying to get it out with a paper towel. Her distraction was exactly what Michaela needed to take the spotlight. What I'm curious about is which one of them Crowley will go after. Crowley? Zira asked in surprise. Yes, Crowley. Our resident bluesy. Jesus, Zira, keep up. Anyways, she's got Lucy Foster wrapped around her finger now, but I just know she's going to drop her as soon as she loses her title. I wonder if she's getting special treatment, Sandy said, like it was the first time the thought had occurred to her, despite the fact this particular piece of gossip had been hot for two weeks. Of course she is, dum-dum, Michaela said. Anyways, I bet she goes after Gabriella first. That's ridiculous. Gabriella is straight, Yuri said. I don't know, Sandy said. Crowley, like, what's the word for it? She, like, puts out sexual energy. Um, exudes? Zira offered. No, I don't think so. Anyways, last weekend when I was at that party, she was looking at me and, like, I almost forgot I was straight. That's because she is a temptress slut, Michaela said. Good grief, Michaela, Zira exclaimed. I really don't think we should be talking about our sisters like that. It's not sisterly. Michaela looked at Zira like she had grown two heads. Zira is right, Yuri said. Yuri's declaration settled it, and they moved on to conversations that didn't involve their other sorority sisters at all, to Zira's relief. She didn't keep up with the conversation, though. Her mom was too preoccupied with thoughts of Crowley. Zira attempted to live in denial about Crowley's behavior, but there was only so long she could succeed in that endeavor. It was the sisterhood slumber party that cinched it. Zira didn't see for herself, but Sandy had the damning evidence. 
She had said she'd been filling her glass with tap water and glancing out the sorority house's kitchen window into the dark night when, to her surprise, as most people were sleeping, she had gotten a glimpse of none other than Antoinette Crowley and Lucy Foster canoodling under the sorority house fire escape. When Zira heard, it was all she could do not to pitch a fit right then and there. The next time Zira saw Crowley, it was when she was leaving the dining hall after lunch one day in late March. She was heading back to her dorm before her next class when she happened to catch sight of those red curls. Right there in the campus's central plaza was Crowley with a big stand-up easel painting. There were other people with similar easels scattered around. Azira had never seen what must have been an art class Crowley was in working outside like that. But it was just starting to warm up as March was winding down. And if she hadn't been angry, she might have thought it was picturesque or something. Zira hardly spoke to Crowley anymore, but she felt an obligation to confront her about what was clearly indecent behavior. Seeming as though this was as good a chance as any, and feeling her anger flare, Zira stalked over to Crowley. Crowley, she called angrily as she approached. Crowley whipped her head around, looking for the person who had called her name. She seemed to catch sight of Zira just as she was closing the distance between them. May I speak with you? Zira hissed as she came next to Crowley. Crowley looked at her blankly, paintbrush in one hand and paint palette in the other. I mean, I'm sort of in class, but I guess I'm just standing here painting for an hour. So, yes? What are you doing? Zira said under her breath, just loud enough for only Crowley to hear. What do you mean, what am I doing? Crowley said at full volume. I'm painting the fountain in the middle of the plaza. She gestured at the fountain with her paintbrush. Zira hardly noticed that Crowley's painting was pretty good so far but she wouldn't let that derail her. Not that, you nitwit. I'm talking about the sorority. Why are you calamanting around sullying the sanctity of this sisterhood? Okay, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about, Crowley stated calmly. You, pussying yourself around? Did you or did you not sleep with Mary Alice, Lauren, and Leanne? Oh, Crowley turned back to the painting, like it was the end of the conversation. Yeah, well, I did, you know, mess around with those girls, but so what? It's not like they aren't free women. Yes, but I just happen to notice you are the common denominator, and I just don't think it is appropriate Crowley turned to look at Zira with incredulity. Appropriate. Is it true that you were in a secret relationship with Lucy Foster? Zira accused at a whisper. Secret relationship? 
No, I am not in a secret relationship. But you are sleeping with her. What is your problem? Are you jealous or something? What? How dare you? Zero haft. The nerve, honestly. Doesn't sisterhood mean anything to you? At that point, Crowley dropped all pretense of continuing to paint, letting the brush and palette hang loosely at her side. Zero noticed she had paint on her forearms and all over the smock she was wearing. Not really, Peach. It's a social club that we pay to be a part of, which is kind of weird when you think about it. It's like classes, right? Whatever. Anyways, my point is, I joined the sorority to meet people. And I'm meeting people. What's so wrong with that? Crowley's bluntness caught Zira off guard. Ah, uh, I don't know. Nothing, I guess, she said in a small voice. I just don't understand it. I thought you were attracted to people's souls or whatever, but this seems... Wait, what? I never said I was attracted to people's souls. What are you even talking about? I'm trying to understand, Crowley. Crowley sighed in frustration and looked at the sky like she was asking God for strength. She steeled herself and looked at Zira. First of all, what the hell is wrong with sexual freedom and agency? Second of all, I really, really don't see how my sex life is any of your business anyways. Because, because, oh God, Zira bit her tongue just enough to change what streamed from her mouth. Bless America. God bless America, Crowley said mouth widening in glee. Don't laugh at me. I'm trying to be angry. Crowley pressed her mouth shut, clearly trying to control herself, but the laughter was still in her eyes. Zira sighed. You're right. It's not my business. I have no idea why I care. Maybe I am. Maybe I am jealous. Wait. Crowley furrowed her brows. You are? I miss you, Crowley, Vizira said emphatically. I thought we would be great friends. We could... We could still be great friends. Crowley said, twiddling her paintbrush in her hand. Zira felt a wave of relief and perhaps a dollop of joy. Really? I mean, I don't want to be friends with Michaela or her little stuck-up circle. She's not. They're not. Well, all right. Just you and me, then. I mean, I retain my right to remain friends with them, but you don't have to even see them. Deal. I should tell you that 
Michaela is going to be my roommate next year. What? Why? Why do you like her so much? Oh, hush, Crowley. Pettiness isn't a cute look on you. Anyways, it's because we are living in the house next year. Or at least, we are going to apply. Are you thinking about it? I don't know, Crowley said, tilting her head thoughtfully. I might go off campus. With Lucy Foster? No, not with Lucy Foster. I don't give a fuck about Lucy Foster. I'm sorry. It's okay. Let's just... Let's just forget about this, all right? All right. Now get out of here, Crowley said, waving her off and trying to get back to her painting. You are going to get me in trouble. Okay, but... Athira wasn't about to leave the way they'd left things. They had agreed to be friends, but the agreement alone didn't mean much. Crowley must have understood implicitly, because she said, without looking away from her painting, Lunch tomorrow? Zira gave Crowley a small smile. That sounds lovely. April, 2011. Zira and Crowley easily fell into friendship and started spending a surprising amount of time together outside of sorority functions. Lunches became a regular thing for them, and they sometimes spent time in each other's dorm rooms. Inside the sorority, the relationship tended to be more strained, but that had mostly to do with Zira's friends. Crowley had her own friends in the sorority, so it didn't matter too much. Zira loved being in a sorority and the overwhelming feeling of support she felt from being a member of such a large group of women. But she also craved her time outside of it when she got to be with Crowley. Funny how time moves in college. They'd only been close for a few weeks, maybe a month, and yet it already felt like a lifetime. Zira wasn't sure she had ever felt more comfortable with anyone else. The fact that they were fast friends should have been incomprehensible. Crowley was so completely opposite to Zira in so many ways. She was wild and carefree, while Zira was prim and prone to overthinking. Crowley was like Sandy at the end of Greece sexy, and dangerous. Zira was like Sandy at the beginning of Greece, boring and plain. Oddly, their stark differences were exactly what made their friendship work. Crowley helped Zira to have fun and relax and not take everything too seriously. She was the foil Zira desperately needed to keep from turning into an academic robot. And Crowley needed Zira to keep her on track and remind her to at least study occasionally. It was somewhere towards the end of the semester, between midterms and finals, that Zira agreed to go with Crowley to a party.
had seemed like a good idea at the time. Crowley had reminded Zira that she worked too hard and that she needed to loosen up to have fun. Zira had admitted she was curious about college parties. It seemed like the kind of experience not to miss out on. But she was also nervous. She hadn't been to any parties yet because she felt uncomfortable with the idea. She only was interested now because she knew if she went with Crowley, she would feel safe. Crowley, Zira knew, had acquired plenty of party experience in the past year. She also knew that Crowley cared about her and would make sure nothing happened to her. Crowley had promised that if at any moment, for any reason, Zero wanted to leave, she would leave with her. No questions asked. Of course, Zira probably could have felt safe going to a party with any of her sisters, but she also could admit that she wasn't sure she could have had any fun with anyone else. So, on a Saturday night in April, Zira found herself opening her door to her best friend. Crowley was wearing black skinny jeans and a leather jacket. She really was Sandy at the end of Greece. And she didn't bother saying hi. Instead, she simply strode into the room, throwing her head back and saying, I am starving. Do you have any snacks? Zira had grown to expect as much from Crowley, so she simply smiled to herself as she closed the door. I have some apples I stole from the dining hall, Zira offered. How do you steal an apple from the dining hall? Crowley asked, settling herself into Zira's bottom bunk. Zira leaned against her closed door. Well, you know how there's that sign that says you're only supposed to take one fruit? Sometimes I go back and sneak a second one to take home with me. Crowley laughed. I'm not sure that counts as stealing. The real theft is the cost of our meal plans. Either way, I have a bit of a stock now because I don't actually like apples very much. I'm not sure why I keep taking them, really. I think it's because you're secretly a rebel. Zira rolled her eyes. Do you want one or not? Yeah, I love apples. Well, good. You can take them off my hands, then. Zira went to her desk drawer where she was storing several apples to get one out for Crowley. Next year, when I'm living off campus, I'm going to need you to keep stealing apples for me. You think you can handle it? Hmm, I'll have to think about it, Zira teased as she tossed the apple to her. Crowley caught it with one hand and immediately took a bite. Okay, she said through a mouthful of apple. What are you planning to wear tonight? 
Zira shifted uncomfortably from one foot to the other, fiddling with the bottom of her letter shirt. I don't know. What do people wear to parties? Depends on what you want to do, I guess. Are you trying to meet boys? Should I be? I can't tell you that. That is up to you. Well, Zira said, clasping her hands in front of herself. Meeting a boy could be nice. Okay, Crowley said, waving her apple around. In that case, you should wear something sexy, obviously. Oh, I don't have anything sexy. I'm sure that's not true. Which one is your closet? Crowley asked, gesturing to the two closed doors. Zira indicated her closet, and Crowley sprung up to open it and paw through her hanging clothes, the half-eaten apple still in one of her hands. Jesus, Zira, how many Lily Pulitzer dresses do you have? Is she a personal friend or something? Zira decided not to tell her about the ones she had left at home in Georgia. Okay, well, you obviously can't wear one of those, Curly said. You wouldn't want to spill cheap beer or get a jungle juice stain in one of your expensive dresses. Curly took another bite of her apple and looked thoughtful as she chewed. She turned to Zira, who was standing helplessly next to her bed. Do you have anything that you don't care about very much, but that is also low cut? Curly asked. You really think I should wear something low cut? Zira asked. Why not? You should show off what God gave you, Crowley replied. I'm not so sure I'm happy about what God gave me, Zira said. Are you kidding? I would kill for boobs like yours. It's a blessing and a curse. Trust me. I mean, Zira looked down at her breasts, which were currently obscured by her t-shirt. I guess they're kind of nice, but... They mostly just give me unwanted attention and back pain. Okay, that's fair. But I mean, you kind of want attention tonight, don't you? I guess, Zira said, looking back at Crowley. Why aren't you showing off what God gave you? She accused, pointing at Crowley's bulky jacket. Crowley laughed. I don't exactly have much to show off. Sure you do, Zira insisted. You've got those perfect little apple breasts. Apple breasts? Crowley asked, looking down her chest. You think my boobs look like apples? It's an expression. Haven't you heard that? No, but I like it. Crowley opened her jacket and held her apple next to one of her breasts. So cute you can sink your teeth into them, she said, squeezing one of her breasts with her other hand and admiring it. Zira rolled her eyes. Well, I'm glad you can be proud of yourself. Crowley shrugged and tossed the apple in Zira's mini trash can. She looked back up at Zira and put her shoulders back, hands in her pockets, holding herself up like a peacock. Anyways, it doesn't matter. 
I don't need to show them off because I already have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend? Yep, Curly said, flipping her hair and clearly looking proud of herself. You mean you have agreed to be in an exclusive, committed relationship with someone? Yes. Wow, Zira said, raising her eyebrows in surprise and leaning against a post on her bunk bed. Well, color me impressed. Who's the lucky lady? Do I know her? Crowley laughed. You definitely know her. It's Bia Vila. Bia Avila? Zira said, eyes widening in shock. Oh, my Lord. Michaela and them are going to riot. Crowley gave Zira a confused look. Zira sat on her bed and hugged a pillow to her chest. Everyone thinks you are trying to go after powerful sorority sisters to get special treatment. What? Crowley said, face contorting in disbelief. Be honest with me, Crowley. Are you dating B because she's vice president? No. Then why are you dating her? Because I like her, Crowley said, waving her hand around like it was the most absurd thing she had ever heard. I don't care that she is vice president of the sorority. But what about Lucy Foster? Curly walked over and plopped next to Zira on the bed. She looked at her knees and sighed. That was just a coincidence. Zira at her, trying to determine if she was being sincere. Michaela and them had come up with a good story, but Zira didn't have any reason not to trust Crowley. Well, all right, Zira resolved. You should know, though, that is exactly what everyone thinks, she warned. Well, it's a good thing I don't care what everyone thinks. Based on Crowley's reaction, Zira knew that wasn't true. She didn't prod Crowley on it, though. Instead, they focused on Zira's outfit. Crowley somehow managed to convince Zira to wear a tank top and too much eye makeup, and then they set off together for Zira's first college party.